0: Welcome to the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast with Doctor Fuck and the
1: Ayatollah of Alcohola, Ian Wadley, better known as Wadzilla. So enjoy another awesome, incredible episode of the Rock and
2: Metal Combat Podcast. Bam, 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 Dilly D.
3: We're back. That's right. After two weeks of computer problems. The Rock and Metal Combat Podcast is back. It is I, Doctor Fucking With Me, is. Oh
2: yeah, the totally alcoholic and wildly. What's yeah. up, Ralph? What's up,
3: dude? How you doing, bro?
2: Oh, I missed you. It seems like forever.
3: Oh, it sounds like you're not too drunk yet. You still. I'm like... getting there. You still like me?
2: Oh god, here we go again.
3: Yeah, well, you know, listen to this episode. We got Greg Barnes today. Ian was completely sloshed, and boy, is he upset that I like Grand Bonnet. Uh, spoiler alert. Yes. <laughs> and, oh, listen, right. and listen to the latest uh, YouTube exclusive, Guns N' Roses. Un- <laughs> unedited, Use Your Illusion 1, where Ian really attacks me toward the end while he defends his, his then-buddy, Andrew Jacobs. By how times have changed. Yes, they have. Anyway, so uh, what's up, dude? We got any of those iTunes reviews?
2: Well, yes, we do have some iTunes reviews, but before we get to that, uh, I just want to thank everybody who's been donating to the Rock and Pod Expo too. We are definitely in the lead now. These other podcasts are starting to pick up steam. They're finally, uh, you know, joining the, uh, you know, the train here and, and raising some money. But we are in the lead, and it's thanks to you guys. But one thing I want to clear up is there's been a little bit of confusion about the donations and everything. Uh, first thing I want to say is we appreciate every donation, but everything you donate, uh, adds up like any you donate, even if it's just for an episode here, that also goes towards your admission to the show. Uh, it's just $10 to get in, but $20 get you in and get you in early. Uh, so anything you donate, any of your money goes towards that. But then as far as our episodes, Uh, You know We we accept all donations, but it's 40 to pick an album, uh, 60 to pick and guess, and 100 to pick something you know we don't want to do and and to guest on the show. But some people who have donated multiple times have had some questions, and what I just wanted to answer is, uh, okay, say you donated 40 so you can pick an album, but then you donate another 20. If we've already done your album, that doesn't mean you can do another episode and, and guest you know like if we've already done your episode you know for 40 you would have to donate another 60 to pick an album or guest but it could add up like say you donated 40 but we haven't got to your episode yet you change your mind and you're like hey I'd like to guest if you donate another 20 but once we've done your episode it's kind of you would have to start over as far as uh you know getting another episode or or, or guesting And this expo, there's a lot of stuff I can't announce yet, but already some huge guests and some potentially like really huge guests. But, uh, you know, until uh, Master Sinzak tells me, you know, I can't I can't announce any of it. But uh, you definitely want to be there this year. This is going to be an amazing time. And uh, ask the four that showed up last year. (laughs) Well, I I should say, you know, four of of our fans that showed up. There was plenty of people at the expo. Uh, yeah, we but, uh, had
3: one guy come from New York, uh, one guy come from Washington. Uh, Where did yeah. the other two guys come from? Well, we had uh, TikTok well, was from Boston, right?
2: Yeah, TikTok from Boston, Bushy from New York, Scott Stein uh, was actually from the Baltimore area, D.C. area, and uh, we had John Oldemeyer who lives in, in uh, Tennessee.
3: Then we had uh, somebody that came from the Himalayas. <laughs>
2: Maybe, if it didn't get edited hey, out. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> no,
3: no, no. It, it, that's an inside joke that if you keep listening to the review, you'll, you'll understand what that means.
2: But uh, another thing I want to point out is the just for $10 donations, you get access to a special uh, Facebook group where you can hear episodes that are only there. Uh, I did one with the great Victor Ruiz. Ralph did one as well. But also... Ralph and I are going to do some exclusive uh, episodes just for, you know, this group. And Ralph came up with an amazing idea. I did? Uh, yeah, you did. he did. He said, hey, let's get some enemies of the show. <laughs> are people who have oh been my God, kicked yes. off and banned. And that's something we're going to work on uh, where there's some people that you would definitely want to hear us talking to these motherfuckers. And we're going to do this shit. We're going to put it strictly on this channel. So anybody who donates $10 or more, just $10, you get access to this shit that nobody else is going to hear.
3: Yeah. Tim Bream, you got 10 bucks. <laughs> oh, Tim Bream. Oh my God. Did you see he donated again today? Tim Bream. Oh my Bream. God. Another episode?
2: Well, actually, Tim Bream has three episodes now he's paid for. Two, two to guest on and one to pick. Wait! Wait till you hear some of the people that Ralph and I have talked about possibly getting on—that uh, you never thought you would hear on this show ever or again. Uh, oh yeah, but, I
3: remember one now.
2: Yeah. All right. Well, now it's time to get into uh, our reviews on iTunes, and uh, we got a really nice iTunes review. This is a five-star review from Headley Lodge.
3: Headley?
2: Or head head. H- H- Hodgy, Hodgy Lodge. I don't know. I don't have that. Is this Dan Lodge from the
3: Facebook page? I don't know. But all I know is I like that word, even if it's mispronounced.
2: He left us a five-star review entitled "Good Friends and a Bunch of Tunes." Yeah, and he says, and I quote: "This is a great podcast that zeroes in on a diverse range of albums each week." Ralph and Ian do a great job going through each album. Sometimes with an entertaining special guest. The true highlight for me are the uh, uh, highlights for me are the many diversions and side conversations that spring up from stories about concerts and other memories to original or bootleg songs. Each episode has the feel of hanging out with good friends and talking about the music you like, and sometimes their moms. Give it a shot; you will not be disappointed.
3: So he said the headline is "Good Friends," huh? Good, good friends and a bunch of tunes. I bet, I bet he's friends with like people that get belligerently drunk and, and attack them. That's what he considers good friends. Oh, here we go again. <laughs> From the Himalayas. <laughs> you know I love you. <laughs> yeah, you do uh. now.
2: Have a few more; you're gonna hate me. All right, now this is this is an interesting review because. This one has changed, uh, I think, four or five times now. And this is from our old friend, well, my old friend,
3: <laughs> Andrew Jacobs. Oh, yeah. Check out check out the YouTube exclusive, Guns N' Roses, Use Your Illusion 1 toward the end. And Ian loves them. He attacks me. Uh, for, <laughs> and he defends this guy. But he attacks me.
2: From the Himalayas. From the
3: Himalayas.
2: so it's a five-star review simply titled great show but just a few short days ago it was something about fat slob drunky fuck uh you're divorced i'm still married uh
3: the fuck is that is that is that a compliment
2: (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) Uh, who does none of the heavy lifting in the podcast, should not throw stones. And before that, it was uh, a five-star review that said, great show. And then before that, it was a one-star review that says, fuck Slobzilla. And before that, it was a five-star review that said, great show. But as many of you loyal listeners and people on the Facebook page know, there's mucho drama with fucking Andrew Jacobs. And we've kind of gone into this in the past. It started out. Yeah. Andrew Jacobs was my first fan, because <laughs> most oh, of people. Oh yeah, yeah,
3: he loved us, yeah.
2: Yeah, well, he loved us, and he he called me his favorite podcaster, and I was very flattered. I was like, "Holy shit!" Because every you know, you were already a superstar. You know, you you know, you brought a lot of people into this, and uh, and, and here's somebody like little old me. Yeah,
3: he and liked you. Like, he liked you more than me.
2: But then. It became real apparent that this guy's not all fucking there. You know, and then, then I got depressed. I was like, oh, great. I, I got one fan, and he's fucking nuts. You know, we were supposed to have this guy on the show. He had a mental breakdown and started crying. Uh, come to find out he's one of these guys that, you know, quits Facebook like every other week and makes a big, you know, to-do about leaving.
3: I'm leaving. I mean it this time. Oh, he does one of those. Uh, You're I'm gonna leaving. miss me. Yeah. Yeah. He and does then one he wa- of those. I'm leaving posts.
2: Yes. And then oh, waits God. to see who comments, and, and you know, and then deletes everybody, and then he joins Facebook the next week, and uh, you know, has to send everybody a friend request again, uh, like a fucking total idiot. Uh, you know, it's just like wow. And I just cut my ties with this guy, and and. You know, his, his wife left him so many times. He'd go on these anti-women tirades and fighting with any kind of female celebrity online, and just like you know, like really, like wow, this dude is fucking nuts. And I called him on it. So he's married to a, a, a woman that's left him many times. Oh my god, this woman has left him like four or five times, and usually for another woman. Really. Oh, and I I, 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 I think that's where a lot of this, like you know, the the female hostility comes from, and she keeps leaving them for a fucking woman, you know, and uh, Grrr. yeah, I know. But what's even more disturbing is I think the last time, uh, she left him. Well, it was kind of for another woman. I, I think, uh, Mark Allen Taylor fucked his wife. But <laughs> well, he, he used to do a podcast with Mark. Well, he used to do one with Terrence. Remember? that? He oh, that?
3: oh yeah. By the way, uh, speaking of that, because, you know, Andrew Jacobs, he says he's not going to listen. Uh, right. And I know you're listening to me right now. He sent me a message. And then for, when I was going to reply to him, he blocked me so he, he, he could get the last word. But I got a microphone, dude. And he said that, you know, just the fact that eh, you should have edited what Ian said about my wife. But... Uh, But since you didn't I'm glad now everybody will know what an asshole Ian is. So thank you and I was like You're welcome. Then he sent me something else about it And then I said dude you're gonna attack me for Ian attacking your uh, talking about your wife yet You did a podcast with Terrence while he was wishing Ian and I would get a heart attack You know (laughs) what I mean? And I I wanted to reply that to him But now you're listening to me say it. What makes it any different? He's talking about your wife Terrence was talking about us dying and you, you had no problem with that you know, yeah. And yeah, you know, whatever, dude. I mean, I, I look, I've said even on past episodes, stop writing me about Ian and any fucking problem. I had the same problem with Mark and Terrence. Every time those two fucking would get in a fight, they would write me, <laughs> you know what Terrence did? You know what, Mark? And shut up, both of you.
2: What am I, Daddy Vieira here? What Uh, what a fucking nutcase. And then he cries to you. He sends messages to Chris Sinzak, fucking crying to him.
3: Tells me, oh, you're uh, you're better than that, Ralph. You're better than that. Because I deal with you. Because I do a, which, you know, in a way, he's kind of (laughs) right. You are a prick to me. But, you know, that's that's really drunk Ian. But uh, he's moderately drunk now, and he's going to attack you. Imagine if he was super drunk. Yeah, fuck mafia.
2: (laughs) From the Himalayas. From the
3: Himalayas. But, you
2: know, know, there's this thing where, like, you know, I attacked him. I'm like, you're a nutcase. Get the fuck out of here. And then I let him beat. And then I only, you know, I found out through Ralph that uh, because he's blocked me, I can't see shit that he posts. He went on all Ralph's pages and stuff, just, you know, trashing me all the time and shit, you know, and you told me you even had to no, tell not, him it was No,
3: not all the time. When he would trash you, I would automatically tell him, dude, don't do that, you know? Right. And then he won't, but then, uh, again, then he'll do it again. Then he stopped, you know, I tell him to stop. But then he, he, he did it on the expo page where you saw it. Uh, you know, and that was out of my control. Because yeah, I, well, I was keeping shit from you, dude. And believe it or not, Andrew Jacobs, I was keeping shit from Ian because you know, you're ridiculous with this whole thing. Because Ian goofed on you, he stopped, and then you kept going. And I knew, I knew, once Ian gets a, a whiff of this, you know, angry have toward him, he's going to do what he's about to do. And yes, <laughs> I know, I am, I am better than what I'm about to do. Because Ian <laughs> is my partner, and he wants me to do a few things on the editing on this show, and Ian has as much uh, say on this episode than I do. Ian does do heavy lifting. When he goes to work, he fucking does whatever the fuck he busts his <laughs> ass at work and that money he gets from work pays for this podcast. I don't pay for this. Ian does. I don't do no heavy lifting. You think editing's heavy lifting? No, no, no. Taking shit out of my paycheck. I'd rather have Ian pay. And, and you know, if, if I could switch it around where Ian edits and I pay, fuck that shit. Let Ian pay. Yeah, the show would
2: sound like shit.
3: (laughs) Exactly. And, you know, I mean, dude, Ian's paying for this, so whatever the fuck he wants, he's going to get. And believe me, if you listen to past episodes, I left a lot of shit that, you know, I would have slugged Ian over. You know, but I leave it in because it's his show, you know?
2: Well, it's our show.
3: Well, no, but it's your show as much as mine. That's what I'm trying to say. Right, right, yes. He gets the show, pays for it, plugs it every fucking where. He's the one that does the heavy lifting. You're the one that does heavy lifting. While you're fucking doing all that shit, I'm on my stomach having my ass licked.
2: Well, that's because you're a star.
3: No, that's because I'm single, too. <laughs> yeah, I'm that, that, like, I'm that's like true. i like you and Andrew Jacobs that can't have your ass licked by random tongues. Grrr. Yeah, there ain't <laughs> nothing to having two chicks suck on your shaft at the same time. Something you married and 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 uh, relationship people like Ian...
0: Can't have. <laughs> all right. Well, hey,
2: <laughs> don't talk about two chicks. You're gonna get Andrew all upset. Um, but uh, you know, you know, every once in a while, I I find out that I even go too far. But apparently, and I didn't even know about it until this guy went all ape shit. He's like, "You called my wife a pig." You called my dude? I don't even remember that shit. I don't even know where I did it. I had to ask the listeners like, "Did I call this guy's wife a pig?" You know, and then I I, I got this message and it kind of made me think about, okay, maybe sometimes I do go a little bit overboard and I don't think about hurting somebody's feelings. And I got this really fucking, you know, message that hit me, that made me think, okay, maybe sometimes I do step too far and (laughs) I don't think about people's feelings. And uh, I I read it and it kind of hit home and I realized... Uh, you know what I said was wrong, and I want to take I want to man up and I want to take you know I want to use my uh, you know my powers that be as a podcaster to apologize uh, to pigs all over the world for comparing you to Andrew Jacobs' wife because uh, that's not fair. Fuck you, Andrew Jacobs. Fuck your pig wife that fuck Mark Adam Alan Taylor. That leaves you for women all the fucking time. She's gonna leave you again. You fucking idiot. And then to go fucking crying uh you, you know, to Ralph, to Chris Sinzak, and to bother them with your bullshit. And this coming from a motherfucker that doesn't even have a fucking job. That that, that's, that's no. This motherfucker collects disability. And it's funny, whenever I get an email from this guy, it's fucking, uh, it's at like 11 in the fucking morning, because that's when he gets up, because he doesn't have a fucking job. Why? Because
0: I was molested.
2: I was, yeah, he was fucking molested, and it gave me fucking mental problems. Yeah, he was fucking molested by his fucking dad, so he can't get a job. You know how many fucking people throughout this country have been molested? They're called Catholics. And they go to fucking work every fucking day Unlike you, you piece of fucking shit
3: I was molested at 13 by a 36-year-old
2: female Yeah, well, his was his dad
3: Look how good I grew up You
2: know I'm better than that Andrew Jacobs tried to get all tough with me What, you think you're tough because you got a fucking tattoo? Yeah, he's got a tattoo His dad put a tattoo of his younger brother on fucking Andrew's back So his dad didn't lose his heart on You fucking (laughs) ugly piece of shit
3: Oh, man, I shouldn't laugh at that. I'm better than that. <laughs>
2: I'm going to say I'm not going to do anything to you and Nashville. If I'll, anything, I'll, confr-
3: I'll confront him. That's the If I will, anything, I will, I will, I'm not going to fight him or anything, but I will go up to him and say, Hey, dude, that message you sent me, forget about Ian, but let's talk about me and you, you know? What the fuck's your problem with me? You know? Yeah, it,
2: this is this is like the 1500th time That you've been uh, convicted of my sense. People get mad at me and then they block Ralph
0: Yeah, <laughs> I, I never yeah he blocked that. me
2: <laughs> But yeah you, you, yeah, you cry to fucking Ralph And you know and this guy, he, he's done like a couple of donations and, and one week the same donation goes to this podcast Then it goes to that podcast And then he oh, takes it away I, And says, to him, what a fucking cheap motherfucker you are but then again, I understand disability only goes so fucking far.
3: But you're, you're uh, welcome, yeah. by the way. I mean, Ian, you, you pay for that shit too. He makes money off of. Yeah,
2: us. exactly.
3: Yeah, from our checks, where we bust, where we do the heavy lifting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we oh, do the heavy God. lifting to his checks.
2: Yeah. Oh, sit there and cry about your, you know, you know, oh, you know, you're a victim of your dad's pedophilia, and, and the fucked up thing is. Pedophilia isn't his dad's worst crime. His worst crime is, you know, his dad's judgment and who to fuck. I mean, god damn, being a pedophile is one thing. Fucking you, that's a whole nother charge. Jesus Christ. I think your dad should be on disability. But then this this asshole's gotta come out and then uh and, and then he takes a shot at, at my dead dad.
3: <laughs>
2: which uh which upset a lot of people on the internet. You know, that, that he wrote me an email saying, no wonder your dad checked out so early.
3: A lot of people in the group got fucking crazy over
2: it. Oh, yeah. And, and, and including, you know, my good friend Mike Zeller. And Mike Zeller, I've known since I was four years old. And he, had, you know, actually knew my dad, you know. Uh, he, you know, he mentioned my dad, you know, by name and everything. And oh, he was really pissed about it. But I say, eh, don't be pissed about that. Look, I said shit about this guy. And is and, and nothing this guy can say, he can do anything, uh, you, you know, to, to tarnish my dad's memory. And uh, the accomplishments that my dad did in 44 years, he did some legend, legendary shit. He just went into the Hall of Fame in the town we're from, uh, in the Music Hall of Fame. So, you know, it's like, words don't bother me. Words, especially coming from a fucking loser like this, so... That, that, that just went right off my back I thought it was funny I even wrote him back I was like, hey, that's pretty funny Did you come up with that? Or did your pig whore wife cry, baby? You know You're better than that, Ian uh, No, I'm not uh, But, you know n- Now the guy backpedals again and, and now he changes it again And I think it's because He got his ass chewed From some of his heroes And I even had some people Step in and say Hey, should I talk to him? I'm like, no Don't waste your time with this This motherfucker is nothing he is fucking nothing. He's just mad because his dad fucked him in the ass. His fucking wife likes to eat snatch. And fucking uh, the Corn Dog King. I mean, I mean, that's what you should really be mad at. You know, not, not that I'm your wife... I mad at that,
3: man. I think fucking wife eating snatch is a beautiful thing. I mean, yeah. unless she doesn't share.
2: Right, but what I'm saying, you know, you ought to really be mad that she'd rather fuck Mark Alvin Taylor than you.
3: Yeah, that's pretty fucked up.
2: Yeah, and she said he had a prettier smile. You know, she's just rubbing it in
3: poor mark <laughs> but but uh andrew you, hey you... Wait, wait, wait! let's give a little let's little give a little uh uh props to mark though uh mark did come out and actually say to me that it is true that it was not a joke about the setting. Sammy hager people on fire he was actually legitimately mad at that and then he was saying it was a joke later but he actually came out so it takes a man Actually yeah. admit that.
2: So no, I appreciate it. And he he said he was so mad that that just out of spite he stuck it up your wife's ass. You know, just because oh, I'm angry. You know, and uh, hey, there you go. Your wife's a fucking whore. You're a dumb fucking piece of shit. You're a loser. You'll never be uh, anything. And uh, you know, the minute you put that shotgun in your fucking mouth, the world will be a better place. You
3: know, but, you, know you know that uh, Mark Allen Taylor is packing 12 inches of penis. Very <laughs> rare for a Sammy Hagen.
2: Yeah, you know where he's packing it up your wife's ass. Wow. Ooh. <laughs> right up Z- the poop chute. I'm just kidding. He stuck it in her mouth. He thought it was her ass. It smelled the same. Just saying.
3: I shouldn't laugh at
0: this.
2: <laughs> You're better than that, Ralph. I'm better than that. <laughs> Hello. One, of the, one of the best messages I got, because many people had messaged me over this, had one guy, and he shall remain nameless. So he So he's not indicted, but he was like, "Hey, I'll kick the living shit out of Andrew Jacobs in Nashville if you let me guest on the
3: podcast." Yeah. <laughs> no, and we don't want that. We don't. We're, we're not. This is not. Uh, we don't want violence toward Andrew Jacobs. We don't want him to get hurt. We don't want, you know, uh, I really don't. I mean, I don't know about you, Ian, but I don't no no, 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 for the sake
2: that this could come up into court. No, I would hate if that happened. Yeah, that, I, yeah, that would I, make I, me a sad panda.
3: That's one thing I, I do want to stress. This is like, you know, it's just a war of words. Uh, violence is not the answer. I hate to be PC, but it's the truth. You know, I mean, I don't think Andrew Jacobs deserves to get, uh, you know, Hit or you know injured in any way, you know. I, like let's keep it peaceful with uh with uh you know salty language. Yeah, he's
2: he's got enough problems. He's got a, a fucking sore ass, and his wife's ass has three teeth marks in it. Way to go, Mark.
3: <laughs> I'm starting to think you're, you're 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 not better than this, Ian.
2: No, I'm not. I'm uh, not. All right. Well, enough about that asshole. I have some bad news, and I have some amazing news. Well, the bad news is, I'm not going out to San Francisco this fall to stay with Bill Wayne, to go to Oakland and see my beloved Oakland Raiders. Uh, But this fall, I am going to Seattle to see my son, my daughter-in-law, and my granddaughter. Yay! Congratulations,
3: Grandpa! I grandpa
2: good, Wadley. Uh Grandpa Wadzilla. I am gonna be a grandpa. Uh my, Gra- my grandson? Uh no, it's I, I'm I'm having a granddaughter. <laughs>
3: oh, yum yum. Yeah,
2: yeah <laughs> uh, a, a, ra- a rarity in the Wadley family. Well, yeah, uh, 18 uh, years
3: uh, from now, baby.
2: A woman. Oh, oh yeah. But uh yes, a I female I,
3: Wadzilla tongue on my ass.
2: Oh, hey! <laughs> Come on, we're not Jacobs here.
0: I'm better than that.
2: <laughs> yeah, but she she comforts my loins, so she's probably not. Uh, but yes, I am. I'm going to have a granddaughter. I'm going to oh, be a grandfather.
3: Well, congratulations.
2: Thank you very much, and uh, much, uh, much thanks and congratulations to my son Tyler, to my daughter-in-law Annabelle. I am very happy for both of you. And uh, I cannot wait to come see you and to uh, to hold my granddaughter.
3: Hell yeah! I can't wait for eighteen years to go by. Oh, hey, what? Huh? What? Oh,
2: you're oh, you're not better than that. <laughs> from the Himalayas. Yeah, I'll be coming from the
3: Himalayas.
2: Oh, but uh, yeah, I, I'm I'm very excited and very proud. Uh, I, 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 I'm proud I'm <laughs> right. I I know my son. Not proud
3: while I'm excited.
2: Right. I know my. My son's going to be a great father, and I'm very happy for him, and uh, wish him well, nothing hope, but the I best. I hope he's not,
3: man. She needs <laughs> daddy issues, or else or else my butt's going to be dry.
2: No, no that, 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 yeah, that's my whole deal. I have to go out there and, and be a good grandfather, or else she'll be dancing to Motley Crue records, and I don't want that. <laughs> yeah, you don't, especially <laughs> like later Motley Crue. Yeah, 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 dance to Rat Records.
3: You know, if you to the girls, 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 you know what her future is.
2: <laughs> oh, good
3: she'll Lord. She'll be dancing on other poles other than my cock. <laughs> I just hope she turns out gay
2: and steals fucking Andrew Jacobs' wife away. But then again, who knows? She might not be a chubby chaser.
3: You know, she'll, she'll go get uh, Andrew Jacobs' wife and then they'll, they'll go to the Himalayas.
2: <laughs> Delete it, the Y. Alrighty, righty, well fuck it. Uh, we got time for any news or not? I
3: actually have news, if you don't mind. Oh, that's juicy stories. Okay. Some, some stories. Okay, get into it. I think this is all we need, too, because it's very good stories. The first one. Okay. Mr. Eddie Dump. I mean, Trunk. Oh, God. <clears throat> this idiot just came out and said that rock stars don't want to meet you. You know, he went into this whole tirade of the VIP thing and that rock stars would rather be doing other things. And, this, and that. this is the same guy that ass kisses every rock star under the sun that talks to him. So I guess they don't want to meet you either, huh, Eddie? They just do it to get promotion for their band. I mean, this guy, the way he talks about how rock stars don't want to meet you, it's, only, it's not almost. It really is his way of saying, I'm above you, idiots, because rock stars want to meet me because I further their career. Where you're just a fucking peasant, and that really fucking upset me. Your thoughts? Uh, well, I did I did not
2: see this uh, this comment. No, uh, oh, I heard it. Okay. Uh, well, I, I would have to say that there's part of that I agree with, and part I don't. Uh, I believe it depends on the artists themselves, because I've met some artists that you could totally feel that vibe, 100%, like. Oh god, do I have to be here? Do I have to do this? And I've met other guys that were the most like appreciative. I mean, and you can you can tell when it's sincere and you can
3: tell when it's forced. Yeah, I and, can uh, too. I, let me tell you something. Ian. Out of every rock star I ever met, 10% were dicks. And I and I'm being fucking generous here. 90% right. really do genuinely appreciate. I mean, of course you have to have etiquette. When you meet a rock star, you don't take up too much of his time, you're right? Like, hey man, I like you get a picture, say a couple words about their music and be decent and walk away. Say thank you and walk away. Don't take up too much of the time, dude. If you're that way, dude, I'm telling you more than 90% are really nice. Yes. You have your douchebags like Paul Stanley that give you that vibe that they really ah, okay. Right. Nah, I have right. to put up with this shit, but dude, I think he's dead fucking wrong. When he says, they don't want to meet you. No, it's a very small amount of people that don't want to meet you. It's a small amount, you know? Yeah. That, I really do. And dude, I've been doing this shit for decades. I've been meeting bands for decades. My experiences has never been, oh, they don't want to meet me. They, they never... Dude, why do they come out? You know, you have your Ingvay Momstein that'll come out of a club at the end with security surrounding them, putting them on the bus. But then you think about it, dude, clubs have security. I met Udo the other day. No security. Graham Bonnet, no security. I right. mean, they. Co- Ronnie James Deal, you name it. They come out and they take their time with their fans, you know? As long as you have etiquette, of course, they're going to be annoyed if each fan takes an hour. You know, they've right. got time for that. But as long as you're up, hit and run type thing, all bands are fucking cool. All of them are cool. He's a fucking douche because... He sees bands treat him like gold, and in his mind, he's like, well, I'm Eddie Trunk, and I can further their career. But none of you peasants can further their career. They don't want to meet you. I think that's cocky bullshit on his part. Thank
2: you. Right. And and again, like I said, I I see both sides. You know, I I think there are a lot of bands that do the meet and greets now out of necessity uh, that probably wouldn't have done it before. Uh, you know, simply because it's a, it's another way to add revenue Because they don't have it through record sales But uh, yeah, I, I, th- I think you're right I think he's overestimating You know, mo- most of my experiences have been very, very positive So, there you go Alright,
3: All right. I got another story This one's okay. great, this one's awesome Alright Walmart Yes, yes, I saw this uses the carry chart-topping Christian Rock Band's new album That's right Walmart has banned the new striper album goddamn evil That is so awesome, dude It really makes me feel good to hear to read that. I was like dude Even Walmart was like like pissed at. because here's the thing about striper look I understand people that'll listen to striper and go god. This shit sucks Those people I don't it's okay. I I I understand that it's a personal opinion but then there's the closed-minded people Oh, they sing about God Fuck that! I'm not gonna listen to that shit. They already Hello? You know, premeditatedly hate them. Hello. You know? Well, okay, then I guess I no. I, you generally don't like their
0: music, though.
2: Uh, hey, man, uh, I love the song "To Hell with the Devil." I love that fucking song. But uh, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna be real honest, man. That's the only album I ever bought of theirs. I've heard a couple other songs. It, did just,
3: you like those couple other songs? Ah. Uh, N- not really that's not. what i'm that's my point yeah. there's people that don't like them then there's people that dismiss them without even listening right that uh you know they're closed yeah. minded oh they sing about god i can't listen to this shit. now now
2: one thing i will say is is on their last couple albums they have gotten they have gotten sorry uh much heavier and that i appreciate you know
3: much heavier and they Still sing about God, but they—it's more of a, alluding to God instead of Jesus. God, look—I'll be honest with you. In the old days, I was annoyed. You know, it was like God, Jesus, and God in every fucking song. You know, it's like, come on, you know, like mix it up a bit. But now they're kind of like getting more deeper into it, like the song Yahweh and and Sorry and the new album. You know, uh, Take It to the Cross. Which, dude, anybody that hasn't heard Take It to the Cross yet? put that on you're going to be like god this fucking rocks it's so good but have then you? when then when the chorus comes in you'll be like what
0: the fuck is this shit
3: it's so weird and out but now it's grown on me dude it reminds me of overkill
2: i was going to ask you have you uh, i know mr x sent you the, the new album have you listened to it all the way through love it love
0: yeah. it okay, uh, well, i good. do
3: like i do like the fallen more though but time will tell i think the album's solid it's great but the fallen was dude i think the fallen is their best album? Now, I think I, their last three albums are the. I think their last three albums are better than anything they've ever done. I now, think "Goddamn Evil is better than "To Hell with the Devil."
2: I, I I gotta say though, I gotta say, I I, I find the album title uh, a shameless like stab at trying to get some controversy or Just notoriety.
3: Like to Hell with the Devil is the same thing, dude. Oh yeah you know it's the same thing yeah i and i think that dude yes it's obvious that he did it that way to make people upset and that is what i like about it you know i i'm i i have this this kind of like really twisted love for for bands that people hate like i love lars Ulrich because he pisses people off i love uh who else? Axel Rose because he pisses people off. These people just don't give a fuck. Striper just doesn't give a fuck. In 91, they did with Against the Law, which was a mistake. You know, they, they oh, we don't want to be Christian anymore. So they started, they didn't sing, actually their songs were still positive, but it wasn't filled with Jesus and God. They lost their way. They learned from it. They're back with their same, you know, Christian shit, but they are not like pounding you over the head with Jesus, God, Jesus, God. They they allude to it in a lot of ways and and I look I'm a big fan of positivity I like positivity and you know, I love negative shit I love angry shit as well, but there's so much angry and negative shit in the metal world that dude I need a little change and striper. I think is the only band other than combat That has positive songs that you know that that you know are just like, you know, dude fucking life is hard Just try to make it good and i think we need well i need it if you don't need it or everybody else all right fuck you all i want some positivity i want some fight the good fight i am on me type shit you know thank you
2: god sober ralph is angry
3: i'm angry because i want positivity <laughs> yeah. i love that i'm negative uh. toward the toward uh toward uh negative
2: Alright, well I've got a Negative story Well I shouldn't say a negative story I should say a sad story Uh, And this just came in Through Blabbermouth I just did a refresh and saw this And this is very sad to hear Uh, Violent singer Sean Killian is receiving treatment For post-surgery complications Following Following his liver transplant
3: Damn, I heard he was doing so good
2: yeah, I guess he was admitted on Friday. He's having problems. I don't, uh, you know, I haven't had a chance to read the whole story here. I'm looking at the headline and, you know, a couple little uh, clips here and looking at the picture and, oh, man, this poor guy looks so fucking frail. Yeah. I mean, I so, so frail. And I, I was so happy to see that he got this transplant. And, uh, you I'm know.
3: I'm from a family member. Is that true? That,
2: that, that I'm, not, I'm not sure of. But, uh you know, I, I, am sorry, people. I, uh, I don't believe in fucking prayer and all that, and I don't know what to say. All, all I can say is, uh, I wish good thoughts, and I don't know what the fuck that does. It doesn't do anything in, in my uh, head.
3: But, it shows human affection. You know? Yeah,
2: I'm, I'm hoping uh, for the best for this yeah, guy because I, I, I have read. Uh, yes, yes, he, he was a bad alcoholic. Uh, but I've heard he has turned his life around. It's very hard for former alcoholics to even get liver transplants because they already look at you like, you know, why are we going to waste doing this on you? Uh, cause you did this to yourself kind of thing. Um, but from everything I've read, this guy's turned his life around. He's trying, he's fighting very hard to live. And I was so glad to see him get this transplant and it's very sad, uh, to see that it's kind of taken a turn for the worse. I hope he pulls through and I'm, you know, I'm not going to sit here and act like I'm the world's biggest violence fan, but I know how much violence means to you. And I know how much they've meant to, uh, to thrash. So, uh, I wish this guy, nothing but the best.
3: I've donated and, hundreds. And if you go on the thrash die page, I pinned it. I pinned it yeah. on the top, uh, where you can donate. And, uh, I love him. I, I and I've met him. Uh, on two occasions and dude, super down-to-earth nice guy funny uh, and like you know fuck you Eddie trunk very friendly to the fans and this is a guy that you know I mean violence was never a big band they were struggling and yet man he was so humble to everybody and so appreciative and uh, unlike his bandmate fucking Rob Flynn who made me wait outside for 40 minutes on a rare cold day in Florida uh, you know uh, it just, it just saddens me that Rob Flynn is like dying, and this guy's dying, you know, in a fucking hospital bed. No, hopefully not dying, but you know what I mean. Like, you know, right. facing death, and it's a shame. I and mean, he's, dude, please, anybody out there, please donate, you know. Yeah. Donate, uh, go, go on the Throttcher Diet Facebook page, and uh, it's pinned to the top. And uh, I've donated, I don't know how much, but I know it's well over. Well, I'm not even going to
2: say, I, mean, I don't want to talk to them about what I donate to. Right. No, 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 no. And, and that's fine. And that's one thing I, I would encourage people because, uh, you know, even what I'm saying, like, Oh, I, 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 give you, you know, my thoughts and my well wishes. That doesn't mean shit in the real world. People. I, I hate to burst your fucking bubble. Well, what what does is donations.
3: Yeah. Put your say, money where your mouth
2: is. And, and stuff like that. that really makes a difference. Not like, Oh, I'm going to say a prayer. You know, I, and I'm sorry, people of faith, but 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 this, you know, in the real world, uh, in, you know, and even now, I mean, now, you know, he's got the liver transplant, uh, you know, now it's in the hands of science, it's in the hands of the doctors, and uh, all I can say is, I, you know, I I I hope it works for the best, man. I don't want to see the guy die. You know? I
3: love the guy, and let me tell you, you know, and like you you were saying, well, prayer doesn't do nothing, nothing. Not, Yeah, okay, fine, Uh, but, man, one thing I've noticed in life is that karma is real. I mean, I know a lot of people don't believe in karma, and that's fine, because you don't experience it like I do, because I do a lot of good things, and I get paid back. Of course I have my problems. Shit, my last couple weeks were kind of shitty. Last year I had a breakdown. Yeah, you know, we're we're all human. When I see somebody complaining on Facebook going, life sucks, we all go through this shit. But man, I look at the rewards I've received in life, all the great things I've received in life. I really do really genuinely think it's because of karma. It's because of all the good things I do in life. The honesty I, I share it with anybody that I deal with. i never taken a dime from anybody. I've always, you know, and, it, and I mean, I, I'm a big, big supporter and donator to um, Make-A-Wish Foundation. And uh, I really, you know, in a way, it's kind of selfish. I know I'm helping others, but I know, I know deep inside, subconsciously, by me doing this, I'm going to be rewarded. So s- honestly, seriously, dude, anybody out there, hear my voice now. If you're a violence friend, not a violence friend, whatever, donate a dollar, just a dollar. What's a dollar? You know, uh, as amount, you know, because what do we get? Like 3,000, 4,000 on a bad week? Listeners, you know, right, right, that's three thousand dollars. Just everybody, one dollar, please, one fucking dollar, you know. And if anybody donates, I'll tell you this right now if anybody donates over 20 bucks, send me a screen cap of it, and I will send you a signed copy of Melting Your Skull. I, 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 free of charge, you know, that's
2: that's awesome.
3: I'll I'll do that, you know, I mean, I'm really, really um, selfishly and subconsciously. It's gonna come back for. It's gonna come back to me and you. We both win. And I, I want to pay
2: respects to. Uh, uh, we lost three, and I, I hate to say this because we lose, you know, thousands, thousands of people every day. You know, somebody loses a loved one. But we lost three celebrities this week, and uh, and they were all three people I thoroughly enjoyed. Uh, first, we lost Arlie Ermy. You know who R. Lee is,
3: Ralph? No, I don't.
2: Uh, from uh, the great Full Metal Jacket, the drill sergeant. Loved
3: him. Loved yes. him. Yes. He was great. Oh, my yes. God. And I, just, I didn't know this about him. He actually was uh, in, the Mar- uh,
0: in Vietnam.
2: Oh, yes. Yes, I, I, I knew that. Yes, he was. He he was a troubled teen. He joined the military. Uh, kind of one of those. Either you go to jail or you go to the military, and he really turned his life around. And Best
3: part of that movie.
2: Oh yeah, and he found a new lease on life through through acting. And I mean, yeah, he got stereotyped for the most part because of that. But uh, he did great with the talent he had, and he had a great voice, and uh, you know, a great you know charisma, and uh, a good actor. And and I thank him for his service to our country. So uh, sad to hear the passing of Arlie Ermy. And also, we lost Harry Anderson this week.
3: Yeah, that's terrible. Yeah, and, and I was like, you know what the most shocking thing of Harry Anderson's death is? What's that? He was sixty-five years old, and he, they ruled his death as natural causes. I was like, what the fuck? Sixty-five well, years old, dying of natural causes? Well, I, but anybody can have
2: a heart attack, you know,
3: and shit no, like. No, but it's not know? a heart attack. They just said natural causes. Right, right, he right. He died but, in his sleep.
2: Yeah. But, uh, you know, it, it's unfortunately I, I missed out on meeting him from a couple of years. He he moved to New Orleans when he got out of the uh, entertainment business. Uh, you know, it seemed like he was upset with like how it was getting harder to find roles as he got older. And he's like, you know what? Fuck this shit. I made my money. You know, I got all this night court money. I'm just, you know, fuck this shit. And it, magic was his passion. He opened up a magic shop here in New Orleans. And um, my girl met him, and a lot of local people said he would just walk around and, you know, was very nice, very
3: personable. Uh, your, girl, your girl is still with you? Yeah. Interesting.
2: Yeah, unlike Andrew Jacobs. Uh, but, uh, you, you know, he he was very nice, had a magic shop. Unfortunately, he left after uh, Hurricane Katrina, never to return. Uh but uh, but man, I, I love Night Court growing Yeah, up. me too. I that mean, was I mean, a
3: marquee post.
2: Oh, you. but I, but I mean, a great show and one that stands up. You know, I just rewatched all the episodes probably about a year ago, and I was just like, man, you know, it's so funny watching older shows like that. I did the same thing with I rewatched every Happy Days Happy Days episode a year ago, and you know, even though we're kind of spoiled because now everything's dirtier and more adult. But I think it's even harder for a show like that 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 couldn't be that edgy But yet still be that funny You know, that's a testament to how funny you really are That you could, you know, be clean for the most part But still be that funny It it shows you got true talent So, uh, very sad to hear the loss of of Harry Anderson And then just today We lost a legend in the wrestling world Uh, Bruno San Martino died today
3: Yes, I, 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 man, when I saw that, I go, man. And I don't mean to sound, I don't mean to sound like a dick or anything, but I was like, holy fuck, he was still alive. Cause I remember him in the 80s and he was like, you know, like a commentator. Oh, yeah, he, was, he was old was already, in the 80s. Yeah, oh, yeah. yeah. he was old. And I was like, but then, you know, I saw how old he was. He was only one year younger than my dad, which freaks me out. Right. It, uh,. Oh man, I didn't know your dad was that old. Yeah, he's eighty-three. Yeah. He's gonna be eighty. Shit. He's no, no. Actually, that's not true. He's the same age. Uh, on my bad. Well, he's gonna be eighty-three in October. On November.
2: Well, I'll tell you what. I met your father, and your father was full of fucking piss and vinegar and yeah, full yeah, of life.
3: He's, he's like a bulldog, man. I love my dad. Oh, my dad's oh. strong as fuck. But so is Bruno San Martino. <laughs> the, the,
2: the the best is when we were walking up to your dad, and you're warning me before we walk up. And you're like. My, my, my dad's going to do something silly to me. And sure enough, walks up, he goes up to relax. He's going to punch him in the stomach. And and and, and, and it, was, it was so nice. And your mom was so nice. and Very good. I was very, very lucky and very happy. Even though I was very sick, I didn't want to touch him because I was sick. I was like, oh, my God, they're old. I don't want to give them the fucking flu or nothing.
3: I, I got to tell you a quick story about my dad. My dad was in the hospital about less than a year ago. And I went, you know, I ran over there freaking out, you know, oh my God, my dad, my dad's there in bed, you know, he, he looks fine, you know, he doesn't look bad. And the nurse comes in and he tells, uh, he tells the nurse, um, uh, my wife, my wife was crying a lot. And she's like, and he's like, oh, and he goes, yeah, she just found out I'm still alive. <laughs> That's my dad.
2: Uh, you know, I'm not into wrestling anymore, but man, in my, in my youth. Uh, I, I love that shit, and uh, sad to see it passing. 82 years old, though, uh, you know, that's a good life, and again, my condolences to him and his family, and to Harry Anderson and his family, and to Arlie Ermey. Uh, yeah, sorry to hear that. Yep. But, uh, let's get into the saddest part of this episode.
3: Yeah, go in for, uh, what, the review? <laughs> <laughs> From the Himalayas. Yeah, going from the news to the Himalayas.
2: All right. Now we got a very special guest to join us as we talk about Alcatraz's No Parole from Rock and Roll.
3: All right. Now it's time to review the 1984? 83. Oh, that was close. 83 album from Alcatraz, No Parole from Rock and Roll. And Ian, who do we have with us? Oh, my God. My favorite lady boy.
2: The birthday boy, or girl, Greg Barnes is with us today. Hey, 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 hey! hey, hey, hey. Yes, yes, the star of uh, uh, shit. What's your podcast? <laughs> <laughs> I forgot. Uh, Iron Cast. I forget because I haven't heard a new episode in
1: fucking months. What's going on there? What's going on with Iron No, but what's been going on is the fact that the three of us just say. Just can't seem to agree with the direction we're trying to go. In. I want to go in, you know, one direction. They want to go in another direction, and then they're and both. Here? I say go with the boy band, One Direction. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. I've been called a bunch of horrible names by those two. I've been called, you know, names that I can't repeat in public, and you know, what? what heterosexual? Yeah, that's horrible. I mean, I cannot stand hearing the H word in front of my face like that.
0: So you that you want
1: to go you want to go in reverse. Yeah, you I want to try you wanna something. I want to back different. that ass
2: up. Yeah. Oh, I'm... so I did not know, though. The, the...
3: Hey, 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 Greg, you want to hear your mating call? Check it out. There you go. <laughs> something so, like
2: that. So, so, this is a creative differences problem. I, I thought it was a technical problem, but it's creative differences.
1: Oh, yeah. Like, here's the thing I wanted to do all the Bon Jovi albums, but the other one. Why? Why? Because I wanted well... to get them out of the way. Okay, <laughs> uh, so
3: I I've like been getting Bon Jovi uh, albums out of my way.
1: So now it's
2: obvious that you're the reason that there is no more Iron Cast episodes. Uh, um, that yeah, answers that question. Sort
1: of, kind of. And then you got to throw in the technical difficulties with you know some of the computers and scheduling. It's like it's a clusterfuck. And you know I've been sitting in my apartment, depressed, trying to determine whether life's still living or not. And thankfully. You guys came up, so you know I, my will to live has increased by about ten percent.
0: So. You know, it,
3: uh, by ha- by being more dysfunctional than us, Ian. Yeah, yeah and,
1: and in all
2: honesty, you paid us to be here, so uh, <laughs> and we we thank you for donating to the and Pod uh, Two Expo. So so thank you very much. And uh, boy, judging by the album you picked this week, I can see why you got fired from the podcast.
3: Oh, boy. Hey, come on.
1: It's like it's like I was told to pick this album. By who?
3: My cat. <laughs> Hello.
0: Okay.
3: <laughs> <laughs> no, I didn't tell him to, but boy, I love this album. <laughs> I don't need no, 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 bashing from me in here. Oh, you're
2: going to get it, though.
3: Oh, my God. Well, I'm going to chew you out if you stay out late. Okay. Don't do that. I don't like that. <laughs> All <laughs> right, so let's get into this shit. I'll tell you when I first heard this album. Um, I wasn't real. I wasn't aware of Inve Momstein yet. Yes, uh, Steeler album was out. I didn't. I wasn't aware of it back then. And uh, I saw Island in the Sun on Night Flight, and I thought, "Wow, this song sucks," but the guitar solo is really good. And then uh, I saw Hiroshima Mona Moore and I go, wow, this song rules and the guitar solo rules. So therefore I got to go buy this album. And boy, was I lucky I did because this album right here is a definitely underrated gem, but not very underrated to the hardcores, because when I recently saw Graham Bonnet, that set list was heavy on this album, which was cool. And everybody was going ape shit at the show. Um, it is a very, it's a, it's a cult classic, something Ingve uh, I don't know if Yngwie hates this or not. I've never heard him say he hates this, but Ingve's just not a guy that can be in a band. And, uh, well, I'll, t- I'll, I'll touch upon that because I, I know some stories of what happened, uh, during the Alcatraz years with Yngwie and how he butted heads with Grand Bonnet. And, uh, it gets pretty ugly, but... My God, what an amazing fucking album! And, and yes, I am a, I'm a big fan of vocalists, so I I, I like singers. And uh, Graham Bonnet is, I, I've always loved Graham Bonnet, but honestly, I and I even saw Alcatraz back in the day, but this was even after Vi and whatever that shitty album. That, now that was a shitty album, the third one. Dangerous Games was it called? Yeah, right?
1: that, yeah, that was the third one. You're oh saying my-
3: that's worse than this? <laughs> anyway, I saw that tour with Rough Cut. And uh, yeah, you know, it was great, you know, seeing Grand Bonnet live, and it was cool. That guitar player was good, whoever that guy was. And uh, that was, uh, you know, but then when I saw him solo not too long ago, as Greg did a few days after me, um, my God, after that show, I said, you know what, dude, this guy is definitely in my top 10. I mean, because of his age, too, it's like, how can you be this old and still say, sing like you did back in the seventies? Because yes, Grand Bonnet—well, P- Grand Bonnet goes back to the sixties, really. Uh, you can see some YouTube footage of him in the sixties, and uh, my God, he hasn't lost a fucking iota of his voice, and that's very impressive because his voice is very powerful, and um, for him to retain that that powerful voice is is amazing. And yes, Inve Malmsteen, the, you know, uh, the, the, the main focus of this band, but if you ask me, man, there's there's times that Graham Bonnet outshines on Malmsteen, in my opinion, on this album. But Inve Malmsteen happens to do what, in my opinion, is the greatest guitar solo in his career is on this album, and I'll tell you which song it is when we get to it. And there you go, that there and the other thing. Thank you.
1: Yay. Greg? Uh, well, for me, I first heard of Alcatraz back in 2010. I, uh, I was on a, a music forum called, uh, DDD, which, you know, has nothing to do with an HIV medication or any sort of drug, ironically. It's called damn Donkey Dicks! <laughs> I've been an alcoholic. Doesn't, doesn't Donkey Dicks? Ah. Uh. Don't remind me.
2: And, and, and you were so disappointed because with a name like Alcatraz, you just thought it was a bunch of men behind bars. I, th- right? I, thought,
1: I thought I thought it was a gay <laughs> club, uh, but um, oh, it is, it is. <laughs> but uh, first, year of Alcatraz back in 2010. Uh, this this user by the name of Curiosity was posting a bunch of random YouTube links of this singer named Graham Bonnet, and the way the forum worked, you know, it was separated into like drums, bass, guitar, vocalists. And under vocalist, it was Graham Bonnet. And then he started posting a bunch of links. And he was really talking about this guy. Like, you know, he's one of my favorites. You got to hear this guy. I heard about 10 songs that he sang on in the span of a single day. I, I heard, you know, some of the Marble songs, Only One Woman. I heard some of the Soul songs. Alcatraz, Impeliteri, this this variety of genres that Graham Bonnet was singing on, and I'm like, this guy's got an awesome voice. And then from there on, I wanted to, you know, invest some time into getting some of his material, so I ended up purchasing the Alcatraz albums, all three of them, and I have a few of his solo records, Uh, I have his latest one, the book, which is really good and as good as anything he's done in the past. And I have the Impeliteria album, and I don't have everything he has, but I got a lot. It's like, Graham is like one of those guys that doesn't stick around long for a specific group, but he makes his mark in that group, you know, with like his iconic vocals and and the way he just sings. It's just, he's one of the most powerful voices I've heard. And yeah, the guy is over 70 years old, and he retains a lot of power to this day. And I saw him live on the 18th of January in Westland, and yeah, he was awesome. Uh, met the guy, you know, with the the VIP thing. Him and Jolin Turner, both amazing guys. Took pictures, signed autographs. Very very fun day. Uh, one of my favorite shows I've been to. Uh, I I can't say enough good things about Graham, uh, you know, and yeah, he's he's a top 20 on my favorite singers of all time, and I think he's, you know, shown the world that even though he's kind of an obscure name of sorts, you know, to the mainstream, but you know, he's left his mark. He he's an amazing singer, and chances are. You, you would hear this guy on the radio like the rainbow songs but yeah check out this guy's work he is awesome uh, he can do anything metal rock soul you name it I, doo-wop I, I do anything pretty much anything he's got an amazing voice I
3: love when he does that doo-wop shit
1: yeah his uh, his lineup album from 81 has a lot of great R&B-ish doo-wop influenced stuff I love that album uh, yeah yeah Ian, how about you? Uh
3: whang
2: My first exposure with him would be this album. And uh, I ordered this from Columbia House because I had recently got into Ingve Malmsteen with the Trilogy album and had read some articles and hit Marader, uh, talking about Ingve and talking about his history and they talked about this album Alcatraz. And, uh, uh, you know, you know, said that it was really good and, oh, this is where we started. I was like, oh, man, I really love this trilogy album. Let me check this out. So I got it on cassette from Columbia House and I was like, Ugh. Well, what the fuck is this? Uh, to me, it was very... I don't know. I don't know. I, I, I didn't get it, but I will agree with you guys. This guy is in my top ten, but uh, he's in my top ten worst vocalists. Hmm. Huh? Uh, I, I'm I'm really surprised uh, by the love for this guy because I really uh, I I really think he's bad like really really bad and you know we already did a review where we talked about uh, what was the Rainbow album he did down to down earth. to earth down to earth yeah yeah n- not a fucking fan. Uh, and of course, you know, first hearing this, this is one of those cassettes I listened to once and like, oh, alright, well I'm going to go sell this fucking one and uh, then I was turned on by Hitler himself, Justin Childers posted uh, desert song uh, the, off the album he did with, with Michael Shanker now I really did love that song and I listened to that album and I was like, wow, he really doesn't bother me on this album, the way he he bothered me on Down to Earth and the way he bothered me on this Alcatraz album, uh, but after listening to this album again for the review, I was like, i got to go back and double check, because maybe I was really drunk when I heard this, because I'm so offended by this album that I can't fathom that I was able to stand up for a whole Michael Shaker album. Uh, and I'm going to go back and check and see if, if I still like that album. But not you know, anytime you know soon.
3: What, what I would recommend to you, Ian, uh, What's uh, up? I thought it was really good, was Blackthorn. I uh, do the, have that. I've never listened to it, but I, I do I, have it. I, I think it's really. Have you heard that, Greg?
2: Yes, I have.
3: It's with uh, Bob Hewlett. Um,
2: yes, I, I, I do have that album. I, I have a Ram Bonnet solo album. Uh, you know, and, and I'm willing, you know, I'm, I'm open-minded, man, because like I said, when I listened to that Michael Shanker album, I, I believe it's Assault Attack, yeah. uh, I, I really, really enjoyed it. And a lot of the things that I feel he did on this album and on the, uh, the Rainbow album that annoyed me, I didn't find it as much on that, and I found it very odd because I'm like, well, it's the same fucking singer, but for some reason it doesn't bother me. But then it kind of goes like with you Ralph uh, of of course you hate Sammy Hagar as well but you're saying Sammy's singing on Montrose doesn't annoy you the way that Sammy does on his solo stuff and in the Van Hagar thing Uh, you know so maybe it is an anomaly and I'll go back and check it out and see like you know was I just drunk that day is it still the same voice Uh, but I do remember listening to that album and enjoying it very much but listen to this album again and I, I did it I think one and a half times preparing for this episode uh, but wow wow, just just blew my mind There there's a couple things that distract me from this album Graham Bauman's definitely one of them and there's another member of this band that that, that does no favors uh, but it, it, it does have a cult following I mean you can't deny it I mean it wasn't a huge album, but a lot of people always reference this. But I'm thinking, like, man, all the fucking metal classics that came out in '83, and I would put this nowhere near those. Spoiler alert. <laughs> uh, but it, but there, there's no, there's no. Den- Sometimes, hey, it's just me because there is a lot of people who are into this, you know. And and, and you just saw him, uh, Greg, and Ralph just saw him and said. Hey, he sounds the same. And I'm thinking to myself, like, God damn, all these years later, he didn't figure out how to fucking sing. You know, like, there was no progression. I was hoping he would be better than he was. Uh, because I... It, it's very troubling to me. But, uh, uh, again, like I said, a lot of people disagree with me, and they think this shit's great. And there is some, some stuff to this album and band that I do like. It's not a total fucking loss across the board uh there is there is some bright areas here, uh, but to me none of them would be vocal. All
3: right, Greg, why don't you take track one?
1: All right, start this off with Island in the Sun. Uh, absolutely love the song. You know the synthesizers by Jimmy Wallow yeah, okay, it's 80s. it is kind of cheesy sounding, but I think it's a great song. great hooks in it. Uh, love Graham singing on here it's very it's very powerful and it's he, the thing about is his voice on this album compared with say <clears throat> you know assault attack or even the later um, Alcatraz albums dangerous games disturbing the peace I'm uh, here he's a little bit more a little bit of a brighter tone and actually more uh, over the top in a lot of spots you know there's a lot of songs on this album where it's like a vocal tour to two tour to force like he's like it's like wow it's like you know you got Ingve's guitar skills you know turned up to 11 and then you got Graham turning the singing up to 11 you know going crazy and everything but uh, you know to me it's not a bad thing because I, I enjoy both on this album Island in the Sun is a great song I absolutely love it love the chorus and I think Graham sounds really good on this one. I, I really love his tone. And I do honestly think he is one of those, you know, underrated singers that, you know, got lost in the shuffle. But uh, yeah, I like Island in the Sun. It's a great song to start off. Yeah. How about you, Ralph? Uh,
3: you know, w- um, what I will say uh, about this song that's negative uh, is I really think it's a lame song to start the album, and I didn't like it at first, uh, but now I do. But I gotta say it's my least favorite, and it does not really, you know, you know, hold up. But when I saw him play it live, it was so much better because uh, of the because of his singing. You know, sure it's an attempt to a hit single, but you know. It got a, fi- a quite quite a few spins back in the day on MTV. MTV used to play this video quite a bit. Uh, you know, it's a feel-good tune with uh, you know the amazing Bonnet belting it out as he does so well. Um, I can't say I hate it, though I used to. It has grown on me, but yeah, it's not a good way to start the album. Uh, that's how I feel about it. What do you think, Ian?
2: Uh, to quote Greg Barnes and Freddie Mercury. Oh dear. Uh, <laughs> Oh, my God. Uh, is this singer caught in a fucking bear trap? I mean, what the fuck? Bear. It, you know, and, and funny enough, that's how Greg Barnes caught me, you know, because I'm a larger guy. We're called bears in the gay community. You got that uh, right.
1: You're a good one, by the way. Rawr.
2: Come here, Grizzly. Uh, oh, oh, my God. This guy's vocals. He
0: goes,
1: I mean, it
2: sounds like fucking tom waits meets you know david lee roth straining on the dlr album uh, i mean just really really fucking bad and it and, and yet it's trying to be commercial but this is this is a cock rock this is cockless rock this is so fucking bad the keyboards are absolutely horrible like the worst thing you, you can think of when you think of keyboards and this song is in this song this is this is shit that makes fucking David Bryan sound like fucking John Lord. This shit is fucking horrible. Horrible. And goddamn Graham Bonnet is like Billy Idol plus AIDS minus Billy Idol's talent. I mean, this guy sounds like Stephen Piercy without a producer doing triple over tracks. I mean, really, really fucking horrible. I, I, I'm, I'm sorry. I totally missed the mark on what anybody says about this guy having a good fucking voice. No, that's I, uh,
3: totally understandable. You think Billy Idol and Steven Pierce, he's a better singer, so... I, I hear did. where you're coming yeah, from. Yeah, yeah. I, no, I, yeah, yeah, no, yeah, I know. I, I get it completely. And that's great. Hey, you're, you're you're, not into technical good singers.
2: I, I understand your passive-aggressive anger. If I had to admit to liking <laughs> this, I, you know... I, I'm I, not I,
3: being I, passive-aggressive. I would be doing defensive. I'm actually not being passive-aggressive. I'm actually making a point. You'd rather hear... Subpar singers than somebody that's technically proficient. Horrible. And and the, and the yeah, It's like it's like saying that you know Gary Moore is no Eddie Ojeda. Thank you. <laughs> hey, hey, uh, hey, it's, hey, it's Ian. It's pronounced
2: Eddie Ojeda. <laughs> <laughs> hey, yeah, but I'm,
3: I'm a spick. <laughs> hey, Ian, you, you I know. You are well. are hey, there's
2: no need to bring race into this, Ahmad. We got enough I'm, problems.
3: I'm just telling you, us spicks don't know how to fucking read.
2: <laughs> I, uh, another thing I gotta disagree with Ralph, Ralph said this is a horrible way to start the album I think this is a great way to start this album <laughs> because it will stop you from listening <laughs> to the rest of the fucking album You're like, okay, <laughs> skip <laughs> skip next album, next You know, oh my god it, this, this is so bad This is so bad And, uh, you know, I'm looking at the set list I was like, oh, maybe we'll get more out of General Hospital Holy fucking shit. I, I, already I hate this fucking song just by the fucking title. But then it starts up. And I'm like, hmm. I like the music to this. The keyboards are in check. You know, not, not, not as fucking fruity and overbearing as it was on Island of the Sun. Uh, Not too bad, but Jesus Christ. This gram ain't worth a dime. Oh my God. God, he ruins this song, but musically, at least this song I can get behind musically. A thousand times, light years ahead of fucking Fire Island in the sun. Uh, I, I like this one. I think I think Malmsteen does good, but uh, when those fucking, <laughs> fucking vocals come in, I check the fuck out. But uh, at least musically, I, I I find some redemption. What do you think, Ralph?
3: Now this fits the rest of the album. I think it's a great mid-paced rocking tune. Again, I will say on uh, every song how you know Bonnet just sings so good on on this one. He's just a powerhouse, and Ingbe gets all the credit here. But for me, Graham is just as lethal uh, on this song, and uh, and in some cases even more. And I will uh, point out. But again, I think this album uh the first two songs are my least favorites i think it starts off uh, you know i don't know if i was in charge of uh if i was in charge of this album i'd start the first two songs that start side two to start this album then you can throw in all these other songs you know mix it up but uh i just think it, it 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 doesn't start off that great even though i do like both songs i feel like every other song in this album is better than these two songs what do you think greg
1: uh, for me, <clears throat> I like General Hospital. Uh, really, really, not, cool not the riff. soap opera. What do you think of the song? Oh, that, that's a different story. Uh, but um, but yeah, about the song, I love it. I I think it's great musically. Uh, some great guitar work by Ingbe on this. Uh, I honestly think that you know, is, as talented as Ingve is, I think a lot of his best work uh, comes from the early stuff. You know, say. The Alcatraz album and you know his early solo stuff you know before he got in that bad car accident and damaged the nerves in his hand because I, I thought his I think his playing overall on the early days like like on this record is really say it's more focused and it's a lot cleaner you know I, I th- honestly think you know Ingbe, you know did his best work you know early on in his career you know that's not a slight to him later on, but I think, you know, if I wanted to show Ingve solos and some of his best guitar this would be one of the albums <clears throat> that I would show someone. Not to mention you got Graham Bonnet, you know, out there, you know, belting his heart out on this song. And, you know, the thing about Graham is, you know, he he's not a he's not a subtle vocalist, you know, especially when you get out of the marble stuff and out of the the soul r&b solo stuff he did in the 70s you know he is full-on pedal to the metal in your face all the time there there's no you know it, it's all ridiculous you know there's no letting back it can kind of be a bit of a turnoff for some people namely people that don't like good singers <laughs> but uh general hospital is boy a, that was
3: passive-aggressive
1: but uh General yeah. Hospital, uh you know, my heart aches for Ian's inability to understand this amazing singer and
2: grand Bonnet. Don't fucking cry for me, Argentina. <laughs> hey man, <laughs> <Yeah>. let me <laughs> tell
0: you
3: something. Let me tell you something about Ian Wadzilla Wadley drunk drunkzilla, let me tell you something. You may you may goof on Wadzilla all you want because he doesn't get grand Bonnet. But but think of this, Greg. We don't get the cure, so we're losing out too. We all lose when well, we don't like something. Thank you.
1: Great words. I like Thank General you. Hospital. I no, know.
3: I really do mean that, man. I mean, as much as I goof on the tier, hey, man, it gives some kind of, you know, uh, ear candy to people that I don't get. And therefore, I lose. The same thing with you two and everything else that I don't like. Whoever gets the stuff I don't like, I'm missing out. So, again, you know, just that wasn't passive aggressive either.
0: Yeah,
2: it's borderline.
3: <laughs> no, but you know I'm right. Let's stop bullshitting around. Everybody, you know, you all think that you're holier than thou. Everybody out there that hates something, you gotta admit. We do not understand the greatness of Sammy Hagar. What? <laughs> Alright, I'm on I'm high. <laughs> Alright, <laughs>
1: right, that's an exception. Next song is uh Jet to Jet. And this is my second favorite song off of the entire album. Really fast, furious. Loved the vocal performance on it. Uh, just, you know, and I have heard this live and it's it's awesome. And, you know, it's one of those songs that, you know, it doesn't let up, it just keeps on going. I love Yngwie's playing on it. And even the, you know, organ playing is, you know, when I first heard the song, it was a little bit goofy, but, you know, it, it is what it is. I honestly think the production on the album, although not bad, it, it kind of, it, it sounds kind of weird, like it makes the album sound a little bit tinny, sound a little bit plastic sound. Yeah, you,
2: you're, you're right, it, it's not bad, it's horrible.
1: Yeah, that's a totally different word, but but yeah, I, I honestly think the album could have been a bigger success if it was, you know, maybe produced a bit better and Stuff, but it is what it is. Cult classic, well deserved. Uh, jet to jet, awesome song, love it. How about you, Ian? It, t- why don't you tell everybody why everything I said was not exactly what you were gonna say? Go ahead. Yeah,
2: yeah. Jet to jet sounds more like fucking you know balls to chin.
1: Uh,
2: actually, though, I, I'm, I'm being a little hard on uh, this song. Uh, to me, musically, it's equal parts rainbow and Equal Parts Yngwie. I I can hear both of those influences on this song, and I know you you alluded to the keyboards, which is something that bothers me a lot on this album. Uh, I I don't think they're on any other song are they as as apprehensible as Island in the Sun, but there's there's parts of them that sounds like, oh god, it sounds like it's from a 1930s universal horror movie, you know, rather than like a John Lord or a fucking Ray Manzarek or anybody I would consider a good keyboardist sometimes they're pretty stock and fucking hokey uh, but again I don't think the keyboards ruin this song it musically has a lot more to offer and I can pop you know, I, I can see myself really enjoying this song if you had a much better singer like Joe Lynn Turner singing it and I'm not the hugest Joel Lynn Turner fan uh, cause he's a little light in the loafers for me but, I will admit, he does have a good voice. Where this guy, I, I, I think, really doesn't. Especially on this album and down to earth. But uh, but I see the potential in this one. And that's why I said I, in certain songs, I don't see it as a total loss. Uh, but this is a song I can see myself enjoying much more with a better singer like Jolyn Turner uh, singing it. But you can see... Uh, definitely some Rainbow and some Yngwie influences on this one. What do you think, Rob?
3: Yeah, well, if you want to hear Jolan Turner sing this song, listen to Spotlight Kid. It's the same goddamn song. Same same thing. Uh, oh, this well, song... That's a better is, song. Uh, well, in my opinion, this one's much better. Ripping song, where I hear a lot of Blackmore's Rainbow in this one, actually. You know, like Spotlight Kid, I hear that. And there's another song Bent Out of Shape that reminds me of this song. Um... I love the line. My favorite part of this fucking line is where Grand Bonnet goes, Call me master, I'll call you boy! God damn, man, that shit's fucking awesome. Uh, The way he screams that is just so bad fucking ass. And of course, the smoking solo, that is just, you know, mind fucking blowing for the time. You know, I remember hearing this for the first time, because this is my first thing, babe. You know, it wasn't Steeler, you know, and, and I did own this before the first ingvay momskin Rising Force album, so just that solo with it. It was like, Wow, dude, Eddie Van Halen, you've got competition. But then ingvay Momsky never grew, you know, so but uh I can got I, I just can't get enough of that early ingvay stuff. Like Greg was saying earlier, I mean I I agree to a point, but I also gotta say a lot of later ingvay albums are very extremely underrated because of the noodley um yes early inve he he was more thoughtful uh thought you know, when he would lay down solos he would make it more melodic where later is just you know but you know there's stuff on alchemy and seven sign and face the animal where he does do some great solos but it's just not so consistent as it was in his early career but um this song you know just you know it mixes you know a lot of the classical and ripping and then you have this amazing singer screaming over it it's just a killer fucking song um i'll take the next one hiroshima Monamore god damn do i fucking love this one this is the one that made me run out and buy this album you know obviously it's about the atom bomb uh and and it is my favorite song off the album Hiroshima Mon Amour. Oh, but pick a fucking language. Uh Jesus
2: Christ. The only thing interesting about this song is Ingve. Uh but I do agree with the title because they dropped a bomb on the fucking listeners and tried to wipe you all out with this shit. Uh there there is some high points musically, but again, it, it, it's killed uh by the singer, and and even lyrically, it just... I don't know. It doesn't seem very rock and roll. It doesn't seem anything I'm really interested in. It's like... I don't know. He's... uh, It's not... There's another song on here that's really, really bad lyrically. Uh, But this one, I I mean, I can see why it was a hit in Japan, you know, because they're still pissed about Hiroshima. But, uh... Oh, man. This is... Why, Greg? Why? Why you almost you almost make me miss that fucking horrible queen album we were Damn.
0: Oh,
2: at least that one actually did have a good singer. You know, the song sucked, but at least it was a good singer. Uh, but yeah, this is a fucking bomb, just like the title. Not a fan. What do you think, Greg?
1: Well first of all, I, I am very sorry that you're, no, ha- you're not. That, that, no, you're not. that you're having such a hard time right now. <laughs>
2: Uh no, well, I, I know what it is. You want you want to fuck me, but you want like a grudge fuck. You know, you want like. Ugh! Well,
1: you know? I I, you know, I read the book. You know, I gotta make myself yeah, you, a little bit more manly here.
2: Yeah, you don't want to hug and kiss and squeeze you 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 want to be the gimp.
1: That's right. And that's
2: cool. I'm cool with that. Well, I like that.
1: <laughs> so do I. Um, <clears throat> and uh, Hiroshima Mon is my favorite track. Off of this album and this is the song that got me into Alcatraz and was the first song I heard from the band all those years ago Uh, I love it I think this is one of Yngwie's best solos and you know I love how it's structured it's very you know this you know had hit single potential and this was you know played on MTV love the video and one thing I, I love about you know videos that Graham Bonnet's in, you know, especially Alcatraz, is like, you, you hear this music, you know, it's, it's heavy hitting, heavy metal, hard rock, and then you look at Graham Bonnet, and it's this dude with a blazer and a tie looking like, you know, like a businessman in a suit, you know, James Dean meets David Bowie, you know, it's like, it, when I first saw this guy, I was like...
2: Yeah, James Dean meets David Bowie and they both listen to another record.
1: (laughs) But it's like, you know, it's like you wouldn't think, you know, this guy would have this voice, but you know, it was kind of a shock when I first saw saw Graham sing this stuff. But, yeah, I love Hiroshima Mama. My absolute favorite track off this album. You know, I love the vocal performance. One of Graham's best. Uh, And yeah, he did sing this song at the show I went to a few months back, and I still cannot believe he even, you know, sang that. It's just, it's crazy, and, you know, I absolutely love the song. Uh, Ian, take the next one.
2: All right. What the fuck is this? This ain't fucking English. Uh, cre- creed Nakruki. Cre- I did it creed all for the <laughs> <crookie. laughs> So you can take that cookie and stick it up your yeah. Stick it up your yeah. Yeah, this should have been a fucking instrumental. Uh, not bad. Not bad musically. Uh, ain't gonna lie, you know. Nothing I'm gonna fucking write home about, but uh, it didn't make me cringe as much, you know, except for when when you hear the guy say, create no cookie. What? No cookie. What? I don't know this shit does nothing for me at this at this point i feel like i'm on fucking punk you know listening to this shit like like no seriously what are we reviewing fucking yeah yeah but uh as far as song it's tolerable that's the best i've got what do you think ralph
3: yeah love it the epic song on the album i love that middle eastern vibe to this song with such a heavy attitude and that fucking solo Hands down, my all-time favorite Yngwie guitar solo is featured in this song. Here's a song where Ingve outshines Grand Bonnet, and Gran great on it, but like I say, this song goes back and forth. Some songs Grand Bonnet outshines Yngwie, but not here. This is uh, Yngwie's spotlight right here. This is a song that, man, every time I hear that guitar solo, it's like, dude, Yngwie never top this shit. It is so epic, brutal, fast, killer in the middle of this epic, mid-eastern vibe type shit, a la Stargazer Cashmere. Uh, absolute epic off the album and uh, not my second favorite though, because my second favorite is kind of an obscure track on here. But I...
2: It better not be the one I'm thinking of. Oh,
3: this would be my, thir- my third favorite though. Uh, absolutely love it. Um, you talk about it, uh, Greg? No, but... Uh, Alright, next
1: song. I'm taking yeah, go ahead. <laughs> yeah.
0: Uh, yeah. Uh,
1: Creena Corey. Uh, again, you know. The Corey. The
3: It's Creena Corey. That's how you pronounce it. <laughs> so
2: you're going to take that Corey. <laughs> yeah.
3: You like Glen Biscuit, don't you, mean Better than this, yeah. Yes, I figured. <laughs> it's See, a- how can I argue with something like that? You can't. Yeah, just can't. Have to have to accept. But yeah, I accept another band that I like better than this. Well, so do
2: I. Okay, good. Good, good, good. I have faith. So that's why this podcast will survive where Ironcast died.
3: Well, I'm never gonna ask you to do Bon Jovi, dude. That's for that's for sure. <laughs> that's
1: why I love you.
3: And don't, and don't you don't don't get those wheels turning on your next fucking donation, Greg.
1: Hey, look, I play by the rules. So yeah. don't worry. Yeah. Oh, oh, oh no. Greg's already on the
2: blacklist. <laughs> and and my blacklist is I I know some black guys you'd be into. Uh but Ow. also like Twan the next, time you, the the next time you request something you're in the $100 rate automatically. <laughs> I don't give a fuck what you pick. You can pick the fucking Beatles. a $100. Cuz you're going to pick the worst fucking Beatles bootleg nobody ever heard. That's out of tune.
3: <laughs> Danny Hampton Greg
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, 150.
1: 150. Oh god. Oh shit. Ah. Uh, Corey, uh, love the song it is as Ralph said it is the epic track of the album. Uh I really do love the you know the the eastern, you know vibe on this song. Uh
2: and I I love how you guys say epic track. That's like saying Better Roses was the epic track on New Jersey.
1: Yeah. Jeez. Yeah, because it wasn't on New Jersey. Uh, but... Oh, I'm proud of you, Ian. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so proud of you,
3: Ian. You didn't know what album that was off of. See, what? that's why this podcast will survive. That's to on behind. New Jersey? Oh, please don't be on New Jersey. You're gonna lose. I'm going to lose faith in Ian.
2: No, no, because that's the last one I bought. And I was like, oh, fake I, on. I, I, I discovered I like women. Better Roses is on New Jersey. I'll bet a blowjob. Hey, well. No. Right. Keep Greg, madam
3: Because. Uh, it's on keep the faith. Yeah. Go, go, look. Go, look.
2: Ah shit. I got to suck his dick. Oh, uh, hey, but, but
0: I got gotta...
2: Really? My, my faith is restored. Uh, all right. All right. Whip it out, Greg.
0: All
1: right. Oh, thank you so much. I <laughs> what, so... A, what a hug. Uh,
2: Oh, thank you for being small.
1: <laughs> hey, <laughs> hey, no problem.
3: Yeah, no problem with Down the Throat Lick the Balls on that one. Hey, well,
1: I, I didn't want to make your lips bleed. But um, but yeah, Green of Glory, I love this song. It's great. Uh, We'll go to the next one. Shortest track off the album and uh, instrumental by, by you Ingrid. You forgot to flip the album over. Hey, I don't know what the fuck vinyl means. So, <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, Inc- Incubus is, is a great little instrumental track. Uh, and, you know, I, I assume, and I'm going to bet a blow job on this one, that this is uh, Ian's favorite track, Off the album. And if it's not, then, you know, I'll have to suck his dick.
2: Oh, you just want to suck my dick <laughs> just come out and say it. Yeah, go ahead. I want to. You, you know there's no way this is my favorite track. <laughs> But, but hey, k Casera—it's k- k- a '69, you know.
1: Hey, I'm okay with that. But yeah, I like the little instrumental I bet track. I you are,
2: you fucking fruit. Jesus Christ.
1: Hey, I'm hey, I'm top of the line right here. I'm Prestige. But yeah,
2: hey, I, I, hey, when we're playing, your bottom. I'm sorry. <laughs> hey, I'm okay with that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I know.
1: But yeah, I like Incubus. You know, great little instrumental track by by invade uh, Kind of a nice little break. You know, slow everything down a little bit, mellow it out before, you know, you go right back to the the heavy hitting, amazing fast, heavy, gram bonnet vocal stuff. Yeah, I, I like Incubus. Uh, Ian, go ahead. Why don't you explain? Incubus. I'd
2: damn, I damn near rather listen to the band Incubus than this song. Uh, very disappointed in this one. Uh, I, I did have high hopes when I was looking at saw instrumental. I was like, oh, Good, uh, but it does nothing for me. I mean, there's, there's, I mean, definitely there's talent involved in what he's playing, but there's too little of every. You know, to me, there's a couple of different styles in this, but too little of each. Should have picked something and stayed with it. I love Ingbei, Respect his talent, but to me, this is, uh, you know, if you're gonna have the instrumental, this is no fucking eruption. You know, th- this is like, uh, this is
3: like D-Boy. And uh, I'll take a pass on this one. What do you think, Rick? Love it. This is what should have opened the fucking album. I think it's a great instrumental uh, where Yngwie is honed in and uh, tied down. It's uh, keeping the shred to the bare minimum and just hits some great notes. And I absolutely love it. And it bleeds into uh, what should have opened the album as well. Incubus going into Too Young to Die, Too Drunk to Live. Uh, one of my favorites too, probably my fourth favorite, great opener that he did open the show uh, with this song uh, he opened the show with this song right Greg, for your show too as well?
1: Yep, same set list
3: Yeah, I saw, you know uh, uh, and, and the opening track on 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 the No Parole for Rock and Roll tour as well, uh, should have opened the album instead of Island in the Sun uh, that I find a horrible opening but you know, should have been tracked you know, I on the Sun should have been track two on side two. You know, you should have been gone. You know that usually uh, the singles are you ever notice back in the day singles were like uh, track two on side two. Like uh, you got another thing coming and others that I can't think of. Oh, Too Young to Fall in Love was another one. Usually they, they picked like the second track on the second side to be the single, which I think should have been the case here. But uh, yeah, absolutely love it. Let me take the next one. It's called Bigfoot. Wait a minute! Oh. Nobody oh, else I'm got sorry. to talk
2: about this horrible song. I, I appreciate the fact that you're trying to end this episode early. <laughs>
3: yeah. I, I well, you know, it's like I'm I'm talking, I'm going through this episode like anything's guitar playing.
2: Hey, <laughs> hey, dude, I want to end this shit just as much as you. But you know, this this little pickle whistler paid for it, so we got to we got to get everybody's uh, fucking opinion here. Pickle cool whistler. What do you think really of this? Who come
3: up with this shit, William?
2: I I don't know. It just comes to me. Yeah, pickle
3: this, whistler.
2: Well, this uh,
1: well this this song. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, that's a good one. Pickle whistler. <laughs> oh,
3: crack the pickle whistler. Hey, oh, hey, I'm glad like. This. Go ahead, blow away pickle whistler. <laughs> well, well this uh, this song this song. <laughs>
1: That's a good
0: one.
1: <laughs> All right. Uh this song, uh
0: this <laughs>
1: All right, this song. This song tickles my pickle. It's it's a really good song uh and yeah, it's it did open the show. <laughs> and uh,
0: yeah,
1: I it's got a it's got a really cool, you know, driving riff to it. I love Yngwie's solo on this one. Um, and it's kind of got kind of like a bluesy vibe to it which, which I really dig. And uh, I think Graham sounds amazing on this track. And yeah, I, I really love this song. Uh, I'll take the next one. Hey! Oh, oh but you wanted to I get it I'm over.
2: A whistler. I gotta <laughs> talk about this bullshit. I
1: thought you didn't want to talk about it.
2: Well, I don't, but I feel obligated. <laughs> okay. <for it. laughs> go ahead. Plus, I want to talk to people with common sense. Ah, go uh, ahead, go ahead. We're, oh God. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Too sober to listen to this shit, but yet drunk enough to fuck Greg Barnes. Uh, yeah. Not not a fan of this fucking song. Uh, but I think musically, it's one of the better songs. Uh, ag- again, this is one. Uh, Man, I'd, I'd love to hear this as an instrumental because I think Ingbe plays some damn good guitar on this, and uh, and you know keyboards aren't too overbearing, so it's not a horrible song on this horrible album. It, it's it's one of the ones I could suffer through, but still not <laughs> a fan. But I would love to take the next song. Go ahead. Holy fucking shit, Bigfoot! Oh my god! Oh my fucking god! Bigfoot (laughs) I would rather be in the middle of a sea of fucking let's make America great again hats watching the monster truck Bigfoot than listen to this shit again but oddly enough this could be my favorite song musically on this album there's something about it It's, it's a little bit dark and mysterious but when I heard the fucking lyrics I'm not even going to Graham Botton's vocals because probably vocally this is his best but it is the stupidest fucking from the Himalayas <laughs> comes Bigfoot you know you know, I'm just like what the fuck next is like one of the greatest rock bands in the world gonna do a song about the Loch Ness Monster this is about the fucking, single fucking Bigfoot and he's he doesn't even laugh I, I keep waiting I'm listening to these lyrics like from the Himalayas. I'm like, what? At least fucking giggle, motherfucker. You know, I, I'm, you know, where's the song about, you know, I am the groundhog. Will I see my shadow?
1: Do That's we a good have song. Six
2: more weeks of winter. You know, what in the fuck? I mean, seriously, I was I was laughing so fucking hard while I was listening to this song. And it was a mixture of things because, like, Musically, it's fucking dark. But in my head, all I see is Andre the Giant dressed up like Bigfoot on the Six Million Dollar Man I'm Listen to this shit. I'm like, what in the fuck? Oh my god. Did the rest of the band. I I, I think they had to record this, like, instrumentally. And then he came in and sang these lyrics. Because they all would have fucked up their instruments when they were. From the Himalayas. (laughs) bigfoot yeah you know like oh my fucking what in the fuck dude this is 1983 you think of all the classic metal albums that came out in 1983 and then you think of fucking bigfoot
0: jesus
2: christ is this fucking apprehensible yeah probably my favorite song musically go figure it's mysterious just like Sasquatch. What do you think, Greg Barnes?
1: Uh, to me, this is my least favorite track. But I, I do like the vocal harmonies and the vocal work on this song. And I I think it's got a cool vibe to it. But um, it is it my does, least favorite.
2: It does have kind of a Bigfoot vibe to it.
1: Yeah, it's got that Bigfoot vibe to it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, my least favorite track. Go Big go ahead, foot. Al.
3: I fucking love this song, fuck yeah! What an amazing rift to open this one. I just love that. Love the vibe, love how Graham sings it in that lower register. Such a kick-ass, laid-back vibe in that section before the solo, that it It's just so fucking badass before Ingve rips the fuck out of the fretboard on this one. Himalaya. Mountains are your home. I love <laughs> shit like that, dude. That's
2: from fun. the land of sky blue water.
3: See, you see, right. Ian. Ian, I, I feel bad that you don't get it, but then again, I feel bad that I don't get when my parents chewed me out because I stayed out late. See how you see how we correlate here? We both love shit that sucks. <laughs> so uh, yeah, I think this song is classic as fuck. I fucking love it. Yes. Now, the next song is called Star Car Lane. My second favorite song on the album. Fuck yeah! L- fucking love, love, adore the fuck out of this song. Catchiest song on the album. Graham is the VIP on this track. Totally overshadows Yngwie badly. You know, it's hard to come back again to be who we have been. God. Damn, that right there is a prime example why I adore Grant Bonnet so much.
2: I want to hear that with you singing, because that sounded better.
3: No, fuck that. Hey, don't insult uh, me. Don't know if Ingwe was. (laughs) Ingwe. Don't don't know if Ingwe was too happy uh, for such a short solo on this one. But this song called for it. And the way he screams at the end. Oh, fuck yeah, man. Such a great feeling I get from this song. It's unbelievably an amazing, catchy pop tune. I love it. Star Car Lane. I mean, almost favorite, dude. If there was no uh, Hiroshima on here, this would definitely be my favorite song. Love it. What do you think, Ian?
2: Yeah, what a turd. Uh, Huh? What? Let 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 me look at my notes for this. Okay, song, but stop fucking screaming. Oh, my God. His fucking screaming lyrics on this are, are fucking apprehensible. Fucking horrible. But I do get what you say about a catchy song. Musically, it is it is very catchy. Much like the disease that riddles our poor young Greg Barnes. Uh, but uh, not intolerable. But the fucking singing. The fucking singing is horrible. Yeah! Fucking screaming, he's got his fucking
3: that sounded more like Chris Barnes to me.
2: I'd rather I'd rather Chris Barnes sing this fucking album. oh,
3: wow, how shocking
2: exactly. Yeah, but uh Not 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 a horrible song, but uh vocals ruin it for me. What do you think, Greg? Oh, I uh, d- yeah. don't worry about stopping this. I'm gonna take a piss and when I come back, you'll still be going on for five minutes.
1: So. You gotta worry about
3: it. Yeah, he doesn't care about the song, so tell us what you think, Greg.
1: Oh I think I think it's a great song. I really love it and it is it is very catchy and uh, I don't believe this was a single release. I don't think it was, but I think it should have been. Yeah. Yeah, because it's it's got that you know, I w- I don't want to say that it's it's like a commercial sounding song, but it has that potential like that you know, it's 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 an easy song to listen to on the album and it's a great song you know Graham I think it is honestly Graham's best performance on the album in terms yeah
3: of I would I would have to agree uh is, is uh greatest vocal track on the album yes yeah
1: definitely. I, although there's a couple others that are up there like I like you know Hiroshima is is, is awesome too I mean like the, the guy's got a killer set of pipes he's got a lot of power and yeah, but yeah Star Car Lane is, is awesome I, I
0: absolutely love the song
1: and hey Ian since you decided to come strolling in yes, uh, I, I have one question to ask you before we move on to the last song
2: yes sir I will answer brutally honest yes.
1: okay is the next song the last song of the album your favorite song of all time from Alcatraz no alright go ahead
2: Oh, go go ahead with my review of the song. Yeah. Okay. All right. What what the fuck is it? Suffer me.
1: Yes. Yeah
2: yeah yeah. I'm fucking <laughs> suffering, all right? And to end this shit with a ballad. Just when you think it can't get any worse or more out of my fucking taste, it ends with a fucking ballad. Uh, oh my god. Uh. What else did I put in my notes? Oh. Next time you pick an album, I'm gonna charge a fucking hundred right off the fucking bat. Uh. Yeah yeah not 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 a good song not a good song and i'm really uh you know it's one that i i have fun i have fun ragging on albums i don't like don't get me wrong uh where sometimes in the past you know ral's been a great sport lately but it but in the end man you know in the beginning if it was an album that he didn't like man oh he was he was a fucking bear where i would find joy in in you know trying to come up with the funniest joke about why i don't like it it would be be, it would be a challenge for me, uh, but this one—it's just—it—it it, it was so fucking bad. It was so fucking bad. This whole fucking album, and I'm like, what the fuck? Uh, but I can't deny that there is a cult following for this, and some people do like it. But man, I really, I really don't get it. And there's there's shit that I like that I. Un- I know Tom I know We're all, It's almost over We're going to talk about A good album next Tom is suffering Yeah Tommy's <laughs> fucking <suffering. laughs> Every time he hears Graham Bonnet singing, He thought there was Somebody getting raped in here he Actually when
3: he hears Graham Bonnet singing, He's like man That reminds me of my mom When he was getting tortured Yeah, yeah he's, like,
2: he's like Hey I can sing too See I can um, play along But uh But again, this this album I was more than willing to uh, review because it does have a cult following. There are certain people who like it. And I love talking about albums like that. I just find this to be so bad. And I'm really, really shocked that Ralph likes this. I'm very shocked. But, uh, you know, we do disagree. We have, you know, a, a lot of stuff we do agree on, a lot of stuff we disagree on. But to me... You know this album, and and particularly Graham Bonnet has everything that I would originally think Ralph would fucking hate, but yet he loves it.
1: Yeah, for me, I really like the song. I also thought it was, when I first heard it. It was it was kind of weird because even though it's totally coincidental, that listening to it like the way it's structured and how it's very mellow and like a ballad, and the way Graham sings it, like. The style—it almost sounds like a Queen's song in spots, like something you would hear off of. Oh, I didn't know you hated Queen's Sorry. <laughs> well, af- uh, after a certain album, but um, but it's just the way the way that it's structured. It's almost like a like a progressive metal song in spots, and and Graham sings differently on this song in spots and previous songs. I thought it was a very different, you know, style from but a very effective style. And I, I really like the song.
3: Yeah, it, it is the token ballad. It's mellow playing, amazing vocals, smoking solo. I think Ingve does not outshine Bonnet on here, but Bonnet does not outshine Ingve on here. Both their talents are in high gear on this tune. And in how Ingbe restrains himself on that first solo, that dan, 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 dan. and then you know, melodic and amazing that solo is, and then Grand Bonnet comes in and just kills it to the to the point where Ingve has to step it up at the end. And step it up he does. Yes, shredding like ape shit, uh, but with some mel- melody blended into that shredding solo. It's just amazing, and and I think it's a great way to end this album. I absolutely love "Suffer Me," a great fucking song. So uh, there you go. That's what I think of this album.
2: All righty. Well, that is our review for Alcatraz No Parole for Rock and Roll. This was released the fifteenth of October, nineteen eighty-three, and I know you'll probably elaborate, you know, as I talk about this. But there is, you know, some legendary shit about. When this band's on tour,
1: oh, fight, yeah.
2: fights between Ingve oh, yeah. and, oh. and and uh, and and the so-called singer, where where uh, Graham yeah. Bonnet like hit Ingve in the chest with his mic stand and uh, you know shit like that. It, it did not last long and it did not end well.
3: Yeah, in uh, Japan, but, in Japan, uh, Graham Bonnet turned off his uh, amplifier. And Ingve socked them in the face. And that was the very last time uh, they've ever even seen each other. And after that, before they got Vi in the band, the manager was uh, dead against them getting anybody else and was trying to convince Graham to let Ingve back. And Ingve was willing to come back. Really? And, And Graham Bonnet was like, no, fuck that guy.
2: So there you go. But now it's time to go into pick of the week. And Greg, since you are our very special guest, and by that I mean gay. Uh, you take pick of the week.
1: Well, my pick of the week it's gonna be a bit of a one eighty.
2: Okay. Ooh, I like that. I like. Uh, is that like a sixty nine? But you got like
1: three fingers up my ass. No, that's a one eighty five. But man, um, yeah, you, you sound like a pickle whistler. <laughs> take tick on my pickle. Um, but um, <laughs> pickle whistler. That was good. <laughs> but. The, my pick of the week is a uh, a blues album from from an artist who I think is criminally underrated, uh, one of the most underrated blues guitarists and singers. He has an he had an amazing voice.
2: Oh, I'm I'm interested.
1: Uh, his name is Luther Allison.
2: Oh, I have no idea who the fuck that is.
1: And oh, th- this guy is amazing. And he played with Howlin' Wolf. Oh. Nice. Uh, Freddie King took uh, oh, played shit. with him, okay. uh, and he was on Alligator Records and released a whole bunch of uh, a blue, blues albums in his later career. He was with Motown in the 70s, released blues and R&B soul albums there. Uh, my my pick of the week is Luther Allison's 1972 album, his debut album for Motown. Uh, called Bad News is Coming. And, nice. W- uh, will you send <laughs> that to me, Greg? Oh, absolutely. I. Okay, great, I, great. You know, this album, this was one of the actually the first albums I've ever listened to. All the way back, it, my dad actually showed this to me, and I, I loved it back then. I, I still love it now. Uh, Luther Allison, to me, is one of those unsung heroes that are... Abs you know, amazing voice. I mean, I, I think you'll like this guy. And
2: he does—he doesn't sound like Graham Bonnet, right?
1: Oh, oh no, like a complete okay. 180. And I love Graham okay. Bonnet, but if I had to choose who I liked more as a singer, I probably actually would pick Luther Allison.
2: Okay, but, nice. we well, make sure you send that to. Me.
1: But yeah, I mean, he—he he was a monster guitar player, and uh, unfortunately, he passed away about. 20 21 years ago uh lung cancer but uh, he played up to the end and uh you know he, he was amazing bad news is coming is my favorite album that he's ever done tons of great songs on there um highly recommended uh how nice. about you ian
2: all right well my pick of the week uh is an album that came out around the same time as this. I think it came out a year earlier. I think it came out in 82. I could be wrong. could be 81. Who knows? Uh, but in my opinion, it's it's from a far superior singer, but it is kind of in the same AOR uh, caliber as this album, uh, and that's the sold album from Hughes Thrall. And I absolutely love this fucking thing. It's not the heaviest
1: album. Oh, I love that album. Look in Your Eye is an amazing song.
2: Love it, love it. Um, And another one I love that is totally like 80s pop and has 80s keyboard, but I think fucking rules is Beg, Borrow, or Steal. Uh, I think it's an amazing track. But I mean, mean, there's a lot of great songs on that. Uh, There's also, they do a cover of Glenn Hughes' old band Trapeze song, Coast to Coast, uh, which to me is the definitive version of that song. I, I love the original by Trapeze, but I think the Hughes Thrall version is even better. And who knows, I might have picked this as a pick of the week before, but I'm picking it again, because I'm trying to think of albums at the same time. That, you know, like... You, you know, to me, this isn't fucking heavy metal. You know, but it's kind of hard rock, AOR... And but when I think of it done correctly, I th- I think of that huge thrall album, and uh, you know uh, the the uh, guitar player Pat Thrall played with Pat Travers, uh, great guitar player Frank Bidani did the drums, and it, it's really good, really good. Not like a metal album, but a, just a great hard rock album with a good singer, uh, you know. And and Glenn Hughes is one of those kind of like Graham Bonnet. Uh, as far as like, you know, it's kinda hip to say they're good, but they're still underground. Like a lot of people don't know who the fuck they are. And uh, you know, it's you kinda gotta know your music to know who these singers are. But I think Glenn Hughes deserves
0: Oh, he's uh,
1: awesome. That that guy know, is
2: all the well... attention that he gets, yeah. Glenn Hughes is is phenomenal. And uh, and 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 talk about a jack of all trades that can sing the fucking phone book and sing different styles. And a guy
1: who has probably the most well-preserved vocal cords in the history. of Oh yeah. I mean, and the, a, the guy, that guy. That, you read stories about that guy how, back before he got clean. It's like, how does he yeah. still have his voice? And it sounds better now than it did when he was in Deep Purple. Seriously. Right. Well, I know, I, you know, I know it sounds
2: great, but I know a couple of Cokeheads that still have the same voice that they had a couple years ago. Uh, Hello. You know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, I, I think Glenn Hughes is fucking amazing. His last album, what is it, uh, Renaissance or Resonant? Resonant, I believe. Oh, my God. What a fucking stellar fucking album. That's That's a guy that it just has a timeless voice. So check out Hughes Thraw, self-titled debut, uh, great album. That is my pick of the week. What do you think, Ralph? What's yours?
3: Well, I got to tell you, my pick of the week, as uh, I have stated many times, not many great live albums in the 80s. To me, uh, the great live albums were from the 70s. But there are exceptions, like Made in Japan is an amazing album from the 80s and uh life sentence from alcatraz uh as my pick of the week i think it's an amazing live album it's got that 70s vibe to it the instrumental to uh evil eye i'll even take that over the studio version on the first rising force album uh just an amazing album and plus you know they do some rainbow and some you know some uh they do night games on there and uh uh It's just a phenomenal album. I think it's an an exceptional, great live album that I absolutely adore. So that's my pick of the week. Life
2: sentence from Alcatraz. Now it's time to go into fan of the week. And fan of the week just happens to be there. And that is Greg Barnes. Thank you. Happy birthday, Greg. Thank you. We are recording this on Greg Barnes' birthday. And, uh, As you all know from his lifestyle, he probably doesn't have a lot of many birthdays left. So we're gonna celebrate this shit. That's right. (laughs) Maybe
3: his last one.
2: Yeah, even if it's with a horrible album, we're gonna celebrate. (laughs) But uh, Greg, we want to thank you so much because thanks to your donation, we can do what we're gonna do in Nashville in August, and uh, it means a lot.
1: Hey, no problem.
2: You're you're always great on the show. You're you're fun to talk to. We love you. And, uh, man, so excited uh, to have you on this episode, even if you did pick a shitty fucking album, you know, it's great to have you here, brother.
1: Hey, you know, it's definitely fun to be here. Uh, I love, you know, coming into the podcast and, uh, you know, get getting my ass kicked and stuff. But you know what? I, I accept that. You know, I accept the fact that there are two other people that are better than me at all sorts of stuff so i'll sit back and take it
3: yeah but you're better at taking up the ass than us so you are better at one thing
1: yeah well you know I'm just and that's trying to why you modest. like your
3: ass kicked you always like to have your buttocks ruined uh ripped and ripped apart one way or the other
1: yeah well today's technology you know heal up and do it again the next day so here we go
2: all uh, right
1: uh, again i
2: just want to say thank you and uh I hope you, Mister T, and Luke Guinness uh, find a way to, you know, work around your homosexuality and your Bon Jovi worship, and and you keep doing <laughs> Iron Cast. Uh, I enjoyed being on your show the couple times I was. I know Ralph was on the show a couple. Of no, times. I was.
3: Oh yeah, maybe once. Then they then they banned me. Those exactly. guys don't like me. Well, one of them don't like me, but
1: that's okay. I'll, I'll tell you what. I want you to. I want you to come on the show.
3: No, yeah. I, that's okay. I don't. I, I. don't need no pity. Pity invite. Oh no no, it's, it's not a pity
1: invite. It. It's... I'd
3: rather do a Lee Gershman's show. <laughs> uh, well, ra- ra- I'd yes,
2: yes, because it's a worthless invite because that show's done. Yeah. I'm, I'm sorry. You can tell already. He wants to record every Bon Jovi fucking record. And, and by done. the way,
3: speaking of that, Greg, if in case this is the year that the uh, you know the that the medication doesn't work and you pass away, I promise you, dude. We're, me and Ian, we are going to do a tribute to you after you die. I'm going to step aside, and Ian is going to uh, review all the Bon Jovi albums with Stephen Kirsch. Thank you, Ian.
1: Ian's <laughs>
0: awesome.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh, um, I, I have a question for you, Ian. Which... On that note, let's go to the plugs. <laughs> <You> got... <laughs> Don't use the word plugs in front of me.
0: Ear pillar the podcasting and interview news site to keep up with
3: your favorite bands or artists and the podcasts or interviews where they appear go to earpeeler.com to find out what we're all about
1: listen to the rock show with gully and joe go to all the w's gully dot auk 8 p.m uk time 3 p.m eastern rock show with gully and joe listen to it don't be a cunt hey rock music fans this is terence reardon of the terence reardon and friends Audiovisual podcast join yours truly as i look every week at a different classic rock or metal album that had a major impact on my life and i'm usually joined by a friend or two or ten and we talk about nothing but great classic rock and metal and there's no country or Sammy Hagar or rap on the fucking show. That shit is frowned upon with yours truly. So if you want a great classic rock audiovisual podcast, tune on in to the Terrence Reardon and Friends audiovisual podcast. New episodes every Monday, exclusively on YouTube.
2: Are you ready for the hottest new podcast out there? Check out the Vieira Vault, featuring none other than Dr. Fuck Ralph Vieira. You will hear personal stories and personal songs from the vault. There ain't nothing else like it. The one, the only, the original Vieira Vault. On Podbean, Stitcher.com, and iTunes. Spreaker. God damn it. (laughs)
1: Tired of your long commute and boring work day? Well, join Brian Davis and his gang of movie buffs as they talk about a different movie subject every week on Damn Good Movie Memories. We discuss movie themes like our favorite movie villains, favorite soundtracks, and worst movie remakes, and much more. Check us out on iTunes and Podbean at damngoodmoviememories.podbean.com.
2: From New York.
0: Hey, 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 hey. What up, bangers? From North Carolina. Skitter pal meow meow. This is Bushy
1: and the Mountain Man. Tune in every week for your listening pleasure only on The Plug with Bushy and the Mountain Man. You can find us on Podbean and iTunes. Thank you very much.
2: This is Ian Wildley, Wadzilla from Wadzilla's World. Do you want to hear the greatest, most eclectic show on the internet? Show up for the best in hard rock, heavy metal, classic rock, funk soul, and anything else I deem necessary. Wadzilla World only on Cranium Radio, 10 a.m. Central Standard Time to 3 p.m. Central Standard Time. Be here or be a bitch. <coughs>
1: Music's most diverse podcast, starring Luke Innes, Greg Simp Bootlegs and Mr. T from Germany. New episodes released every Saturday on Podbean, Podcast Addict and iTunes. The True
0: Alternative Podcast. Hey, Headbangers,
3: you want your own radio show? Well, you got it. On Thursday nights here on that metal station, join me on the Dr. Fuck Show. Go in the chat room, and I will make you my co-host. That's right. Everybody that joins me in the chat room, I discuss whatever you guys want to talk about. I'll mention your name. I'll say what you say. And we're going to go back and forth. And I'll even fucking play whatever request you want. Unless it sucks. Then I ain't playing it because my show rules and only songs that rule is allowed right here on that metal station. The Dr. Fuck show airs live Thursday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern. Hope to see you there. Whoa. No, no. Fuck that. Hope. I better
0: see you there.
2: Motherfucker. All right. Well, if you enjoyed that episode, then obviously you set a low bar for this podcast, but come back next week. When hopefully another donation lender uh, picked a good album, huh, Ralph.
3: Uh, but this was a good album, Ian.
2: Anyway, come back next week. It's the Rock and Metal Combat Podcast. Suffer me.